and Sports Arena. That's a very direct name, isn't it? Uh, on a show that was commentated by Leo Rush, Ian Riccoboni and Alex Kozlov, it says it according to Cage Match. It was mainly Ian Riccoboni and Alex Kozlov, but it was nice to see Leo Rush. It was a very good show overall. There were some flat spots. We'll get to them as we go, as we do, as you usually see things. Uh, Carl, let's see. Well, first of all, Nick Comatro with Aaron Slolo. Defeated Kevin Knight in 6 minutes and 26 seconds. That was a dark match. That wasn't on the actual show itself. The actual show opened up with Carl Fredericks and Nenarita. 10 minutes and 32 seconds of a very lively affair between the two young wrestlers. This brings them level at one win each. Um, both of them are really working very hard, but Narita is such a star. He's got the kind of Shibata head down and go kind of philosophy about him, and you can feel that in his wrestling matches. Obviously, he had that big match with Narita. Um, back at um, the New Japan Cup final, I think it was. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was... It, it, no, Wrestle Kingdom, that was it. And Fredericks has developed an awful lot in the last year. I still don't think he's the complete package yet. I think he's more of an Aaron Henry who's waiting for something to happen for it to work for him. Uh, but yeah, no, thoroughly good piece of work. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was a good, good uh, wrestling match. Uh, Narita's going to... Make it doesn't this loss does not really affect him in any way, and Fredericks kind of needs a bit of a push for the the wider audience, I think. So yes, this was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Next up, Team Filthy, Daniel Limelight, Gerald Nelson, Gr Crotus, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler defeated Dave Finley, Fred Rosser, Tangaloa, the DKC, and UAE Amore in 14 minutes and 48 seconds. Now, if you've not been watching New Japan Strong, Tom Lawler is the top dog there. He holds the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. He has been undefeated in his New Japan run, except to Fred Rosser, who's currently challenging for that open, uh, Strong Openweight Championship. Rosser, obviously, formerly Darren Young in WWE, currently um, sporting a shaved head after losing his infamous, or, uh, <laughs> how can I put it, his uh, famous signature afro. Um... Uh, in an unfortunate incident on uh, New Japan Strong Television. And this was a 10-person match that kind of just set that up. And it was thoroughly fun to watch. You know, the Team Filthy are a good team. They're, they're solid together. They work as a good faction. They're not kind of on the same level as LIJ or anything. But they, they are heels and they know how to heal. And that's what really makes them entertaining. Um, the Huntai team... David Finley kind of showing a more aggressive side these days. Um, Fred Rosser, um, you know, obviously very aggressive and started hot and heavy with um, Tom Lawler. Tangaloa, uh, kind of starting to get in his place as a babyface now. Having not really had a major run as a babyface since he was Impact, and he was only there for about 12 minutes. So this was worth watching, really, to, to see how Tangaloa is settling down and now he's a member of Hontai. So yeah, this was absolutely solid. New A. Uemura is just awesome. He's put on a load of weight and size and continues to uh, shine in his development. So yes, really looking forward to seeing how he develops. Um, but in the end, 
uh, Danny Limelight got a pinfall victory over the DKC to win the match for them. Uh, it was pretty damn good. Next up was Chase Owens versus Great O'Khan, which uh, Chase Owens won remarkably. Because <laughs> you didn't think he would do, but he managed to sneak one uh, over Great O'Khan. 8 minutes and 46 seconds. This is, of course, setting up their tag team championship match, which I believe will be happening at Dominion as um, uh, he and Bad Luck Farley go about defending their IWGP Tag Team Championships uh, against Okan and Jeff Cobb. And this was alright for what it was. It was never going to tear trees up. These two are not going to like produce a wrestling classic between them. Um, but they're solid, and uh, it worked well. So yes... It was it was it was all right. It was okay. It was nothing to it really. It kind of it, it. Chase Owens had to win because if they didn't, then the tag team title match is a foregone conclusion. So it was a bit predictable in that sense. But yes, it was good. Uh, here we now we get to the next match. Mighty Dan Neil, Jonah, Mickey, come Mad Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste, and Bad Dude Tito defeated United Empire. Aaron Henry, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis, which may come as a surprise to some, as United Empire are the hot faction. But TMDK are slowly gathering face as a babyface faction. Mikey Nichols, former member of Chaos. Well, I suppose he still is a member of Chaos. Not like he ever left. He just stopped getting booked. Um, <coughs> was called in by his former partner, Shane Hayes, to reform TMDK. Uh, Jonah, uh, who's a long-term member of TMDK, uh, kind of put the calls together to get everyone back on the same page. And then called in bad dude Tito to help with the United Empire and gave him... His membership card to TMDK, the mighty Don't Kneel. Um, and after this outstanding performance, 12 minutes and 9 seconds, it was big lads wrestling. Because they're all big lads. You don't realise how big Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis are. But they're massive. I mentioned this. I always thought like the Gorillas of Destiny were big lads. And then I saw them wrestle TMDK. <laughs> Sorry, then I saw them wrestle Aussie Open. And um, <clears throat> yeah, they're very big large as it were um, but yeah a good good match a lot of fun to watch and just generally uh, nice pacing and it was nice to see the New Japan strong base team getting the victory over the interlopers from Japan as it were um, so yeah well worthwhile uh, good piece of work and kind of furthers the story of TMDK and United Empire which is really what New Japan strong needs Next up was another special singles match. Brody King defeated Minoru Suzuki in 9 minutes and 5 seconds. This was an interesting match. Let's put it that way. It wasn't the best thing on the card by a long stretch of the imagination. Because Brody King was on the back foot for most of it. And Minoru Suzuki was, you know, easily the, the guy in charge of this particular matchup for quite a length of time. Working on King's wrist. Um, and it went quite short really when you consider like the, the amount of work that they put in for this particular match but thoroughly entertaining for what it was uh, Brody King gets the win which is unsurprising Minoru Suzuki is not at the peak of his win rate at the moment but um, it was a lot of fun to watch and of course Suzuki gets his heat back by pile driving a ring attendant at the end of the match but thoroughly watchable and Brody King is so good and it's like since he went to AEW he's kind of been I think a little bit lost, but um, aligning himself with Malachi Black uh, has worked, and I think it's been good. And I think this particular sh show kind of showcased 
breaking away from Monoris, from uh, Malachi Black, and you know, within uh, New Japan at least, he's a, a fairly dominant character. Next up was the match they were all been waiting for: Tomohiro Ishii and Eddie Kingston, sixteen minutes and seven seconds of a brutal match. This was outstanding work uh, from both these wrestlers. You know, I've been watching Eddie Kingston for a long time now, about 10 years, and no one works harder than Eddie Kingston to do the right things at the right time and give you the best match he possibly can with a given opponent. And Ishii's much the same way. You know, Ishii's there to make everybody look great, and so therefore you get two of these guys together and they made each other look astoundingly good. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was the match of the night by a long way, in my estimation. Um, it's just so interesting to see both of these two go at it in such a way that makes things um, definably more interesting. Because <laughs> they're not like doing anything specific for a show. This was just a one-off match to prove who was toughest. And it's refreshing to get a match like that every once in a while. I don't want it all the time. I like narrative a bit too. But... Yeah, this was good wrestling. Worked well. I liked it. Um, but yeah, uh, just go watch it. It's one of those matches. It's like, it's not all big moves. There's a lot of technique and, you know, science built around it to try and change the pace and not be like hammerheading each other all the time. But you know it's going to go in that direction anyway and you're kind of ramping up and ramping up and then it hits you. So this was exceptionally good. Next up, Bullet Club, Hikaleu and Jay White defeated Chaos, Kazuchika Okada and Rocky Romero in 15 minutes and 59 seconds. This was supposed to be in Kazuchika Okada and Trent Beretta, but Trent unfortunately became COVID positive and therefore uh, could not wrestle on this particular show. Uh, so he was replaced by his former Rapingi Rice partner, Rocky Romero. Hikaleu, still a member of Bullet Club, kinda, but things are on the wane, and that was the story of this match. Actually, this match wasn't really affected by it. It was the post-match that was the thing. But Wyatt versus Okada is always going to be a red-hot ticket. This was good tag team wrestling from both teams. Rocky Romero, Kazuchika Okada bringing in some uh, Rapingi 3K stuff. Sorry, not Rapingi 3K, Rapingi Vive stuff. Uh, taking the role of Trent Beretta. And Jay White and Hikaleo. Hikaleo's come on so well. He's so, so much more poise about him. He's so well-placed within uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling now. His time in America and staying in North America has done him the world of good because he's learnt so much. He's not clumsy like he used to be. He's very poised. He's very controlled. He could be a big star for New Japan Pro Wrestling if he's got the time. Um, but yeah, outstanding work. Rocky Romero's freaking Rocky Romero. He's the guy in charge and he knows what he's doing. And he took the pin in this match as you kind of expect as the older junior heavyweight. But yeah, it was great. Didn't back down from anyone. Lot of fun in this particular match, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, but in the end, it was Bullet Club that take the win, and of course, Jay White is challenging Kazuchika Okada at Dominion for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And it was kind of a build up to that particular match, and of course, it would include a Bullet Club beatdown of Okada at the end of the match, which um, was actually saved by Tangaloa, which is unusual for a Hontai member to go and save a Chaos member. But that's where we are in New Japan Pro Wrestling at the moment. Um, you know, members of G.O.D. helping out Chaos members. What can you do? Craziness. Cats and dogs living together. But there you go. Um, lots of fun. Well worth it to set up for the championship match at Dominion. 
Now, long-time listeners of the Troopany show will tell you that I'm not a fan of a four-way main event, or a four-way match in general. Never mind the main event, and certainly not for the US title between four people who really, really, really didn't need to be in a four-way match. Deuce Robinson wins the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship for the third time, defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, John Moxley, and Will Ospreay. Uh, getting a pin over Osprey using his new finisher, which, um, let's see if it's got a name there. I'm going to look up Juice Robinson and see if his finisher's got a name. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Moonshot, no? Yeah, it could be Moonshot, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Juice, always hard, Robinson, um, sorry, rock hard, uh, Robinson. Juice, uh, always hard? I can't remember. They need to work on that. I was kind of like, ugh. God, why are we in a four-way match? For a guy who needs to establish himself in a new character, he needs a singles match to really lay out what he's going to be like. So that didn't really work for me. Tanahashi is not really best in this particular environment. Now there's Moxley because he's kind of a straight-ahead guy. He needs focus. And then there's Billiam being Billiam. To be fair, this is his kind of match, and it was the only person that I thought might be entertaining, to be honest with you. He turned up with his oppos as well. Um... But it was just kind of what you expected to be. Oh, look, there's two guys going out the ring. There's a bunch of high spots. And then the other two are getting in the ring. And there's a bunch of high spots. And it was just spot after spot and save after spot and spot after save and spot. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Um, especially when the referee stood in front of wrestlers to make sure that he got a ref bump in. It was, it was kind of wrestling by the numbers, which is what you're not expected from New Japan. I mean, I'm clearly in the minority. You got 8.65 from the cage match users. I thought it was... Right, maybe a four. Um, it was okay. That's the best I can say about it. Wasn't terrible. Was watchable television, but it wasn't a great wrestling match by any stretch of the imagination. And that was your main event, which is a bit disappointing, really. Um, but there you go. And that's really the Troopany show for today. The card was, I will say this, um, it was provided to me by my good friends at Steel Share Wrestling Magazine to be reviewed for them, and if you can go look at them, you can see um, my thoughts were written down. I wrote it as I watched it, so they're much more direct to how I felt at the time. And thank you to Steph French and my editor for uh, allowing me to log in. That was really cool of her, and uh, be able to watch the show for free, so that was really good. Um, other than that, um, it, was, uh, it was okay. It was... It's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, would I pay $28 for it on top of my New Japan subscription? I'm like, no, I would not. I think it's all right, but I didn't think it was completely vital um, to see it. And I didn't think it was necessarily worth all of the money that you pay to do that. I think there's been better shows this year that have been free. So it's kind of in one of those places of, like, do, do you pay extra for a show like this or not? Um, I'm in a position where I can get those shows for free, so it's not really an issue for me. But for you... It clearly is. Um, and I would say on balance, probably not the whole show. There was a couple of matches on there I'd wanted to see that I would pay for, um, but not the whole thing. I need to just have to wait a week and it'll be on New Japan Strong anyway. Uh, New Japan anyway. So it's one of those things. It's kind of not quite all there yet. New Japan Strong as a brand has developed in the last two years from you know something that was a bit of a stopgap to keep their American wrestlers busy to being a kind of must-see wrestling television to them being not must-see wrestling television <laughs> as they kind of change and swap things around. Um, and they've got a good crew. 
they have good matches and they're well worth watching and they're interesting people to watch and I'm intrigued by those characters. But it's not New Japan Pro Wrestling and so that's the you know the rub I think. And you get big matches occasionally which is really worthwhile. I think the people in the audience really enjoyed the matches more than I would do on, on a television just because of the nature of the building and one things like, things like that. And there were big names in that match, so it's kind of six one half a dozen the other. Would I pay for it? Maybe not. But is it entertaining? Yes, it is. So that's where I'm at. So thank you, Steph, for letting me log in. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Troopany show today. I'll be back possibly late this evening or probably tomorrow evening because I've yet to watch it. But it is Biggest of Super Juniors starting today. So today at Best of Super Juniors will return for you to listen to. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it to be every day because I'm working very hard at the minute and, you know, it's a long old tour and we're back to 10 people in each group. There's 20 people in this year, Best of Super Junior. It's going to take a long time, so we'll see. But I hope I get as much done of it and much watch of it as I've done the other tournaments in the last couple of years to do um, today at Justice. And so I'm going to go watch Best of Super Juniors. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye! <laughs>